I have to tell you about these miniature gun models called goat guns. My guy loves building and collecting them. I was most surprised by the complexity of these models. They're really high quality. His dad and friends always ask about it, and if you ask me, these get a little too much attention around here. Shop for yours at GoatGuns.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. More importantly, welcome to a Sweet Life podcast. Sitting here with our uh, esteemed guests, my man DJ Head, my man Chuck Dizzle. You know this guy next to me, the, the yo, Chief, Chief, just Chief. Like that's Chief. it. Malik. What's going on? Good, How y'all man. feeling? Man, we good, man. Appreciate y'all having us, man. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I thank you for allowing allowing us to be here and participate in this mukbang. You know <laughs> <laughs> Already off the rip. Off the rip. Oh, here we rip, go. Rip. Yeah, I, one of my favorite things to do is is food. So you know, when you told me like this was the vibe, I'm like, bet, let's do it. Just make sure the food is here. I'm, yeah, to be clear, I'm here for the food and not y'all. Okay, straight for the food. Yeah. Right. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> food Yo, and music. I, to uh, we 2023. Man, how's it going thus far? For me, it's growing. I mean, it's great. You know, I'm enjoying unemployment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you asked about 22. Yeah, it's kind of sketchy. No, it's good though. Like, um, you know, Chuck is still at the radio station, but we still have our our collective homegrown radio, our podcast, our business, our entity, our website. We still got the team is intact, so it's off to a good start. Okay. For me, promising man. Um, I'm expecting a, another little baby boy, so I'm a, ex- excited about that. So wow. you know, total number of kids. What you got? Two, se- second one. Okay, second. Boy. They gonna have more. I just hit the group chat this morning talking about how they, him and his family bleeding his drive for baby goods. And this dude, he got my wife. A, <laughs> what you call it? You titty call pump. It? A titty pump. <laughs> a titty pump. It pumped titties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now a lot of people will listen, but they'll be like. Oh my God, that's so hard. Look, I've known this dude 15 years, so there's nothing he can say, nothing he can do that's like shocking. So when she, when my wife opened it up, she said, Oh my God, look what Head got. Look at the note. It says some, some, some. 
here's your titty pump. So we just start laughing titty about pump for that. Titty pump for his wife. <laughs> That's it takes not too personal, right? Nah. <laughs> what you think? She is too personal? Titty, right? Right. It, it pumped it, the titty. It, it pumped. <laughs> So that you know it is what it is, but it takes a community, man, and that's that's the importance of it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just fatherhood. I'm I'm looking forward to that for 2023. How about how about y'all, man? Again, like we alluded to, growing this, growing a sweet life. Um, on a personal, that it's all personal, actually. It's all personal at yeah. this point, right? But on a personal level, um, even we can always become better fathers. We can always become better significant others. We can always become better sons, you know, brothers. So I'm just, I think this year for me, one thing is um, just learning how to not let things affect me in a way where life is gonna happen, right? Right. Um, Someone said it a couple of weeks ago. Life is gonna life, and you 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 have to be you have to be prepared for that. So this year I want to be better at when life life's just rolling with it, not <coughs> reacting. Yeah, well, not swimming upstream against it. You know what I'm saying? That's not saying just fuck it. Yeah, just life life. But, uh, life is life, and yeah, you know yeah. what's going. <laughs> but it's more hits. like okay, it's gonna happen. I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to have another crack at it. Because um, this year, th this was a tough year. I'm not even, 2022 was pretty tough. I went through some, you know, I, my family as a whole, we went through some challenging things. And some of those things are bleeding over into this year and will bleed over into the next 20 years. But I, I feel like I'm better prepared because I have a different perspective now. And that perspective is, is that, it's not the end. A little painful. Swish around your feet around in it a little bit. But then you got to get up and then be accountable to the people you're accountable for. And this, just go out and do what you got to do. Change your mind state, change your life. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely this. Looking forward to uh, everything that's on the horizon starting off the year with you guys on the show Man. is amazing because you know i've known head <laughs> whoa like yeah. 17 years because yeah. mm -hmm. i saw you know i signed i met head through my interaction with glasses malone yeah, yep. and um he would glasses always was like yo head teaching me so much about djing and about music and sonics and different things like this and then, and then the next thing I knew had was on the radio. Right. And then, and now like his involvement, mm -hmm. and I shared with this, shared this with him on the phone the other day. And I want to say here is that it's beautiful, and not to watch his involvement. Like again, I knew him. He wasn't on the radio. He wasn't. And then to be on the radio, and then to become a staple in our community and on the West Coast, and then radio period. And now to be moving towards these other things, what you guys have created with Homegrown Radio, man, I love to see it. I'm, I'm out here rooting for every fucking body, like, you know what I mean? And, and I also share with them that I thought, you know, we need more camaraderie in the community. I don't think it's there as much as we like to pretend it is. 
and we gotta, uh, th this is going to change the paradigm. Like, you change the dynamic, you change the, 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 the power structure by understanding, yo, we community. Yeah. Like, right. collectively, <clears throat> if we engaged, we can move whatever we wanna move. What are you talking about, as black men, as, as media, as- Everything, all, all, all of it, all of it, all the above. Gotcha. All yeah. of it, all I just wanna make sure we're clear on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, all the yeah. above. I think one thing we, we aim on this show is to be a resource for people that not only look like us, but people that might not have the access, the, um, the knowledge, the awareness. Like there's kids, there's kids, there's hundreds of probably thousands of kids who would love to be on radio that have no idea what that takes, yeah. how to get involved with that, how to reach out to somebody, how to DJ. You know, they may not have, they may not have ever seen turntables before. So hearing, you know, these stories and hearing you guys talk, you know, even for myself, it's a it's a great learning experience because, you know, well respected, like like everything Malik said, but also too, I want to know like, how did you, how with with you instead of being a producer or going, you know, you're a DJ instead of going to be an A and R, why was it radio? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So for, for me, I started off as, a, as just a radio personality. Um, I was going to Cerritos College. I went to school for radio broadcasting in 2004, and I was doing that, my show at Cerritos College, and then he was doing his show at Long Beach State. And so, okay. Um, but he was already he was already popping though like he was on the he was popping he was, he was already on the radio. I was working for hundred point three to beat that. Time, right? <laughs> let so, me but, let me let y'all know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna. But, but my thing was we had the same similar journeys. Like we both love radio coming up, so that was like our soundtrack. You know, okay. kind of like it's different nowadays. You have so many options, but y'all remember like the radio. Yeah. The radio was 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 it. Was it. it. And how big was college radio back then? Oh my god, it was it was the shit because. Like he said, there's no outlets. You gotta think. You gotta think. This is before. This is right when Twitter was not even a thing. Twitter wasn't even a thing. This was. This is during MySpace, like Facebook, Atlantic. that type of shit, right? But this is like Kanye West college dropout came out. Um, yeah. Get Richard Die Trying dropped. The, the documentary had just. I mean, the game in Fifty was beefing. Like this is was this was that. Yeah. This wasn't no Twitter shit. This was Instagram Live wasn't a thing. Instagram hadn't even been invented yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was no Uber. So like the barrier to entry to get into a media onto a media platform was far and few in between. You could either do radio or TV. That's it. So podcasting wasn't even a real the thing, thing yeah. at that point. Me and him were doing podcasting in 2008, 9-ish before it became a thing. And I, it was like this little this little thing on iTunes that was like not even people didn't know what it was even converted over to podcast format. No, we were uploading it, the shows to the server on iTunes. And yeah. that's how we were saving the shows. <laughs> right. Years later, they called it podcasting. But we I mean, yeah. yeah. So I was doing my shit at, at, at Cerritos College and I was just a radio personality. You was a I, Falcon? Yes, I was just a radio personality. I just didn't I didn't know how to DJ. I was always, I was always intrigued by the by the craft because I would be watching Battle Cat and I would go. I love Bat DJ Battlecat is like that's my big bro, but that's one of my like he I idolize DJ Battlecat. Like he is the West. You know what I mean? And I was just like, damn. And then at that time, DJ Dents, who DJ for the Clippers now, yeah. that was my big that's my big bro. Like 
Dennis was the first DJ to give me his number and like pick up the phone when I called him and shit. And like, he's like, look, I, I see it in your eyes. Like, if you ever have a question, call me. And he really like gave me game for over the last 20 years. You know what I mean? Wow. And um, I'm sorry, 18 years or whatever. And <clears throat> so I always was intrigued by the craft of DJing, but I could never afford the equipment. I'm just being honest, I was broke. So, um, <laughs> shout out to DJ uh, BAD, DJ Bad. Um, he's actually on, on, on Real 923 now with Chuck too. I, he used to let me come, to, I would go to the club early because I couldn't afford equipment and I would just be practicing on their shit and I'd be just fucking his, <laughs> I'd be fucking his, vinyl, his vinyl, fucking his mixer up. <laughs> just, I'm tearing his vinyl up. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, learn or whatever. And, um, this and DJ shout out to DJ Cali too. He would let me print, be his apprentice. I would carry his crates. This for Serato. Like this is yeah. vinyl. You know what I'm saying? Like we DJ with records. And so I would carry crates and this and that. And then they would let me like him and Dents kind of took me under their wing and let me really learn the craft of DJing. And I wouldn't even call myself a DJ. Even when we was doing our thing, I didn't feel like I had earned it. Okay. So I didn't even change my handles. I didn't like call myself a DJ. I didn't feel like I earned the title of that because it's a it's a craft. And so that's kind of like where the DJing came from. And then one day, as you, we both know glasses very well, well, we all know glasses very well, but he was like, he just said, hey, cuz, you finna be my DJ. And I'm like, bro, I don't know how to DJ. He's like, well, you the smartest nigga I know. You can learn how to DJ. Go figure it out. Go figure it out. And then just learn how to DJ. So that's I, some shit. That's how he would say it, too. Real shit. That's, how, that's, exactly that's, how, that's exactly how it went down. And so our boy, our boy Smarts, Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Smarts. He the one that kind of hooked us up. And he was like, y'all kind of do the same shit. Like, why don't y'all do y'all shit together? And I was like, he was already on the radio. And I was like, man, fuck that. Like, I'm doing my own shit over here. I don't fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got my own shit. I'm doing my own shit. He do his own shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. And then one day he, we, I had went, he was, we went to his show. It was a crazy, it was, it's some footage up of that on you. It's on YouTube where, where TDE and everybody was there. So he had a show at Long Beach State. And we all went to the show. It was like me, glasses, the homie quiz. It was a blue division night. It was yeah, we all went and I then it was a quiz. Yep, and it was another night where it was J Rock, Kendrick, Absol, K Dot. It, it, was, it wasn't Kendrick at that point. It was K Dot, like and it was just everybody would go to the shows. Was like, this doing was, the step shows? This was yeah, well, it wasn't the step show, but this is around the time that those were popping. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay. doing doing radio at at Long Beach State. Matter of fact, I I went there between 2001 and 2005. I graduated in 05. Got it. But I still remember I had a key card. I finessed it and I never <laughs> I never turned my key card in. So I was he doing was my college radio show and even after I graduated I was still was doing my show. So while I'm still doing my show, Smarts reached out and he's like, "Yo, you know Ed? Like, like yeah, I've seen I've seen him, you know, he hosts a lot of little, different shit or whatever." He's like, "Hey, y'all do the same thing. Y'all should link up." Called him up. I was like, yo, pull up one of these days. He, all the Blue Division pulls up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Matter of fact, one of my first radio guests was Glasses. And Crazy. I just remember it being a big thing for me at the time because it was like, you know, I was trying to secure guests, trying to do my thing. And for them to come in and support at the time, it was just huge. So again, one night Blue Division took over. Another night TDE took over. And then from there, I'm just like, look, man, I'm about to transition because I, I felt I knew they were gonna kick me out at some point because it was like now we at we 2008, you know. And you don't like, even go here. I don't. You don't even go here, bro. Like <laughs> why do you still have a key card? So one of those days they deactivated. He activated my key card. I'm like damn. And to Glasses' point, we just had to figure it out. I'm like, all right, well look, 
got an apartment in Inglewood. I know this internet shit is kind of popping. I had already hijacked the server and built our we website. So what happened was people would go to homegrownradio.net and it would just reroute to the Long Beach State server where the, the live stream would go. People wouldn't know it wasn't a 24-7 stream, but the, I just tell people to turn, tune in on uh, Thursday nights at the time. That's when we were doing our show. So I'm like, look, let's just keep it going on Thursday nights. Pull up to the crib. I was like, I don't DJ. You getting into DJing, just do the music while I kind of focus on the interviews and kind of talking. And little did I know, this nigga liked to talk a lot too. So it just made, it made a good camaraderie where people would pull up to the apartment um, and, and we would start doing the shows from my apartment in Inglewood literally built our own little server and kind of started homegrown from that. That's what people kind of knew, like, oh, damn, you guys turned this thing from a college show to an internet show, but y'all competing with, like, people, it, it was to the point where people knew, damn, we can't get our, our records played on, on, on the other station, on Power. Mm -hmm. We can pull up to homegrown, and they will fuck with us. Yep. And we, we, that, that's kind of how we made our staple in the community. People knew that, oh, man, we gonna, we, we're going to be the ones that support newer acts on the West. You know what I'm saying? When... When, when the clubs wasn't rocking, I mean, you remember, like, it was a drought. You couldn't really perform at different spots. It was it was ugly at a time. Yeah, yeah. Club, but yeah, it went from being to it was, it was like dry. dry. It was super dry. dry. Super dry. Super dry. Super dry. <laughs> but people knew that we we provided that support, so I mean, we we made a whole foundation of people just pulling up to the apartment on <clears> Thursday nights. You know, my wife was the one cooking the food at the time, and it, just, it was just a real... I look back at those times now as like the foundation of what we do, um, literally just figuring it out. Like, I knew I wanted to do radio. He knew he wanted to do radio, but to be able to kind of provide our own platform was, was big at the time. And um, kind of speaking on what you were mentioning earlier, the importance of kind of like working somewhere, but having your foot in your own thing, that's the thing that always allowed me to stay at the job that I stayed. You know, I worked for the city of Carson for a long time but I had my foot trying to build homegrown. I worked for several radio stations, but I always had my foot trying to build homegrown. So even when shit was shaky on the corporate side, I knew I had something to kind of fall back on on my own end to try to build. And I, I knew I had my brother here that was, you know, crazy as hell, you know what I mean? But a lot of people took to his personality and we all can talk shit about head sometimes, but he'll give you the shirt off his back. And that's what, that's what a lot of people kind of may not know about him. And to your point, talking about the, the evolution of him, I've seen that in real time. I've seen <laughs> him say some he saw everything. cancelable shit, you know what I'm saying? But to be able to evolve as a man and you know, in his career, it's just a beautiful thing to kind of see your brother kind of like build up in these moments and kind of turn into something like that the world is loving to see, you know? It's, it's, it's always good to also get, you know, some type of um, timestamp moment to get context for someone. He probably, he will remember when I say, so at this point, this is probably like two years ago, I'm living in Encino. And this was when Ahmaud Arbery had been murdered. So I think Matt Barnes called for a run yep. around the community. Yep. So I pulled up and head is there. And I was like, all right, for me, that, that, that was just a different, it was like, because it was Matt and it was, uh, what's his name, Ray Young, who used to go, Jelani, all of it, the guys now who help him run um, All the Smoke. I think Jelani McCoy, is, who played with Matt at UCLA, is one of the executive producers of the show. But to see him there 
And us all, you know, we ran for Ahmad. He was like, look, we're going to do whatever it, it was, was the like exact, two more. It was, it was the, exact, yeah. the exact amount of miles and everything. And um, we got to chop it just a little bit at the beginning before they said a prayer and then everybody was off. And then, but that all, that stayed with me because to see someone in that, in that environment, that was important to me because um, I had also just, I think I had just been to Minneapolis for, for George Floyd. Oh, you went? Oh, I was there when the city was burning. Wow. Word. When you can see, I'm arriving, smoke's coming up in the city. Yeah. Uh, we land, Chief had hooked us up with Bum V, and Bun was with Steven Jackson. And mm -hmm. when I walk into the hotel, Steven Jackson is on hands and knees crying in the middle of the thing. He's so hurt, you know what I mean? Everybody's like rubbing his back, you know what I mean? Like just consoling him. Um, so again, I, I say that to see you in that environment, yeah. it just, it meant a lot to me. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Cause you know, again, you see him in a, in a different, perspective and you see the highlights you yeah see, yeah see, the, 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 the sound bites yeah, and the clickbait exactly. mm -hmm. but you like nah those can get crazy at times huh? my, my sound bites can get crazy at times <laughs> wow. it's been known to wild happen takes. it's been known to happen wild it's been takes. known to happen uh, what's, it, what's it been like you know throughout the course of career like you mentioned tde k dot to me a golden era of like music hip-hop and uh, emerging a lot of emerging west coast artists yep for them to be in your crib in inglewood yep and then you fast forward and you look at the success of all these what what was it like during those times and what is it that you guys looked at when it came to artists was it just simply because we didn't know. west coast artists or was it just like we didn't know bro i'm gonna tell you the truth I'll, i'm gonna <laughs> let him answer but I'll, i'm gonna tell you we didn't know we didn't know we were trying to figure we were literally trying to figure it out again our our foundation at least we we both had an interest in radio right that's what it was initially that is what just want to be on the radio bro that's it i just want to be on the radio okay when i got to work at a radio station when i worked for the beat for the, the my first radio job i realized oh it's not what it's all cracked up to be you can't just go give a dj your song and play the song right. on the radio that doesn't work that's not how it works that's not how it works let me look into this camera that's not how, it, not works. how it works <laughs> all right Look at all the goddamn. Yeah, look, that one. That's <laughs> not how it works. So, but I realized that I had the power to do that on my college show, and not I had it. the power to do that on Homegrown when we were building that. So I always made it a point to say I want to always provide a platform for artists that are coming up. You know, I obviously since we were since we're here in L.A., that was the artist that we had access to. You know, we're not looking at mega stars or superstars. We're just looking at the closest people in reach, yep. right? I met, matter of fact, when I was working at the radio station, I remember going up, um, I was working at a uh, promotion, so I was leaving the station in one day, and a couple of cats see me in the elevator. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, we just had a meeting with Tawala, shout out to my guy, Tawala Sharp. Tawala Sharp. He's the music director here at, at, at The Beat. We played with some music. Um, we trying to, trying to get some play, whatever. We trying to figure it out. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I was like, well, I'll do a show at at Long Beach State, what's your name, bro? Oh, J-Rock, nice to meet you, man, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Dude Dog, nice to meet you, bro. Oh, Crunch, nice to meet you. Beat, oh, nice to meet y'all, cool. Fostering these relationships with just the closest people I knew. I had no idea it was going to be megastars. Didn't know it was going to be TDE. But it Grammys was fostering, and all that. Fostering these relationships early, it was just like, 
I just liked them because they were cool individuals for one. Yeah. The music spoke for itself after I heard it. And to see them kind of on the incline year after year after year, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, at least for me, I feel like, damn, I'm glad I wasn't an asshole. Damn, I'm glad I, I provided that opportunity for them. Because you just never know. And I always tell people, you never know who you're going to run into at what stage in their career and what mm -hmm. they're going to be down mm -hmm. the line. Um, and that's, that's just one, one story. I mean, we and, and kind of story. <clears throat> to add to that, well, to go back, we didn't know, like, oh, Kendrick and this. And we didn't know. We was just doing something for three reasons. These, I mean, this is, I'm, these are not the only three, but these are the three main, right? Okay. We just wanted to be on the radio. It was not available to us, right? Because at that time, the radio station, the only radio station was Power 106. And they were playing, they were competing with Kiss FM and they were playing nothing but fist pump music at that time. So there's also a dead, I call it the no man's land. I don't know the actual term for it, but the no man's land time period is after like Game and Dre kind of fell out and then before the new boys came out. So right in that, that whole period right there, it was dead out here. All the labels packed up and went and took their money back to the East Coast. Uh, yeah. They weren't spending money in the ecosystem. Nobody was getting signed out here. And the people that were getting signed out here weren't getting properly pushed. You had Glasses Malone. You had Hot Dollar. You had Gorilla Black. You had um, you had J Rock, who, who signed to Warner at the time. You had yeah, who, yeah, yeah. You had Problem. You had uh, Bishop Lamont. You had like Blue. Uh, what 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 what's um, Spider Lope. Spider Lope. You had Spider Lope. Because I met him on the set of a video up in. Uh, you, it, you had that yeah. whole era of what, what, what people call the New West or whatever that was coming up at that time, right? And to me, that's where my passion, that's where my fire started to burn because I realized how hard it was for us. And so that's where, like, my burning desire, that's why, like, if people are like, oh, hey, West Coast, that's where that came from. Like, that came from. Me, real, me understanding the trials and tribulations of being an artist from here. Because people that are not from, shout out to homie Big School, he's from Kansas City with uh, Take Nine. We had this argument on the tour bus one time. He's like, LA niggas, y'all spoiled. Y'all got the record labels in your backyard, Capital. You can look up and see the Hollywood sign. I mean, I'm like, bro, but yeah, but in LA, you're either on or you're off. We don't have a chitlin circuit. Period. There's no in between. We don't have a chitlin circuit. You can't go and like out there, Boosie, Webby, right? Webby don't got a hot record right now, not out here. But Webby can go tour in the South and get ten, twenty thousand a night, doing four nights a week, every night in clubs. No hard ticket sales, none of that. In LA, you got to sell hard tickets, my guy. Yeah. Hard ticket sales, right? If you're not doing the Novo, if you're not doing the Microsoft Theater, if you're not doing the Crypto, if you're not doing the Fonda, the Roxy, the Roxy, you know yep. what I'm saying? It's hard. So, so it's just understanding that nuance, right? Yeah. So again, my reasons is we wanted to be on the radio that wasn't available to us. The only radio station that we could be on wasn't fucking with us, right? Then two, we needed a, a, a place for everybody to, 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 to go. There was nowhere to go. Even doing shows, I, I just named, I just rent that, ran down that whole list, right? Everybody who was popping at the time was doing shows at a venue called the Copacabana on Carson Street in Long Beach. It's a little bar, hole in the wall, and these are dudes who got big radio records. Dudes is getting crazy, run, because there was no venues. The crypto hadn't been built. I mean, the Staples Center wasn't here. Microsoft you know what I'm saying? Theater. Microsoft Theater wasn't here. The Novo wasn't here. You couldn't go to the Fonda because they shut the, the, they shut down hip hop in Hollywood. Yep. So you couldn't do like the Music Box or none of this shit. You either at the Key Club, which they didn't want to rent that to, which is now One Oak, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's just like a whole history of shit. So in that no man's land that I talk about, where um, where it's like after the game, kind of like him and Dre kind of gotten had their thing, and then before the new boys came out, we didn't have nothing. We didn't have no resources, no opportunities. And so that's when me and him kind of was like, we're going to create this opportunity and we're going to create this world of our own that we can live and we can support our own culture because there was nowhere else to go. So when it comes to, again, to my point, we didn't know, like, bro, we was just creating something because it, wouldn't, it didn't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A platform and it, didn't, and it didn't exist. And we didn't have that many listeners and shit like that. And we didn't know that these people was going to be who they were. We was just trying to push our agenda. And me and him have a love. He loves DJ Quick. It's really crazy how much he loved DJ Quick. <laughs> but that guy? I'm not saying he not, but it's just it's other people that in, Bruh, don't, me. don't do that. Wait, yeah. so, so quick. Yeah. So I saw the other, <laughs> wait, wait. So the other like two weeks ago, Quick was like, Sweet, I should be where Dre is. Yes. yes. Do you do you agree, agree with that? Yeah. Quick, quick has done a lot. Quick, quick is a lot. fucking mm-hmm. quick is amazing. Like quick is like I, I I'm I'm sort of in that that exactly. that realm of thinking that he should be he should be I can't about say more. he should he should be talked about more that's, he that's should be talked all, about more but I can't say what he should or shouldn't be because that ultimately that's kind of up to him mm-hmm. right do you understand what I'm saying I agree with you but also go ahead sorry no, no, you go ahead this is what I'm gonna say right and this was told to me I was having a conversation with Charlemagne he told me you can't be a legend unless your tree bear fruit. That's exactly what I was about to say. He told me that. And I, I have sat and thought about that for two weeks. So whereas Dre is M 50. 50. I mean, yeah, it goes yeah, everybody. On, and on and on. I mean, Quick got sugar free, but I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave it alone. No, no, no. I know, I'm not saying. I know. No, no, no. I'm just going to throw one out there. I'm just, I, that's it. Okay. For yeah. sure. They no, are I, both. I, they are, to I me, they are both legends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick and sugar free are legends. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, it's not a, it's not a comparable thing. No. People who fuck with fuck with what they fuck with, they fuck with quick, right? People who fuck with Dre, fuck with Dre. People who fuck with other people, fuck with other people. That's not. Daz also should be. Daz produ- Daz is one of them people who should be in this yep. conversation as well. Absolutely. There's, yeah. What? I feel like so it's like, come on. Like so, the thing is, I try to avoid them conversations because those yeah. conversations get out of. It just be a lot of people not paying. See, I'm okay with having an objective conversation if we're talking about just stats, numbers. Yeah. Just facts, opinions. We'll be here all night. Mm-hmm. Facts. Right. Because I have my own opinions. But the, 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 the actual facts speak, they, they tell the truth, in my opinion. So with what you guys were building way back then, you had your reasons, right? And it was your you really why. wanted to be on the radio. You really saw this. When did you realize that, damn, like we really advocating and we're really we're really doing a lot more than just fulfilling what we want to do mm-hmm. because that takes a lot like you said at the time you didn't have a lot of listeners I'm sure there wasn't money pouring in but there was something besides the personal goals that kept it moving and do you look back on that now and be like damn we we actually were really pioneers because that's it's it's really true and I'm glad we kept going I'm glad we kept I'm gonna tell you the, the, the moment that I knew all right there's a lot of stuff going on. Let me get that chicken salad. Go ahead. <laughs> I love it. Run it. The it. moment I knew, you know, again, we talk about radio being the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't have no and we And we've had some amazing things happen after this, but for us, when we interviewed Julio G, mm-hmm. 
people that when I say Julio G, he okay. came oh, to no. the apartment. Julio G pulled up to my apartment in Inglewood. He drove from Linwood. I pulled up on Julio in Linwood before. He drove from in, from Imperial all the way down from Linwood to to Crenshaw to my apartment. Came up in there, we're interviewing, we're talking, and in the middle of the interview. I'm just blown away at the fact that he just pulled up, first yeah. of all. We idolize you. You got to understand, yeah. like, West Side yes. Radio, like there would be no homegrown if it wasn't for West Side Radio. We idolize Julio G. Yes. So as Julio's on his, on our couch, on my couch, and he, saw, he said, man, this reminded me when we kicked off at K-Day. Mm-hmm. This, man, this same energy in here with y'all got, man, keep going. This this reminded me of when we started off doing our thing, man, and, you know, West Side Radio. Like, so he's giving us the accolade, like, the, the props in real time, and I'm just like, this is it. This is crazy. It didn't get no. It was like that's it. That's it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> it was. It was that moment for me that was just as important as cracking the mic for the first time in L.A. For me, having Julio for G. Us. sit on that couch and, and kind of like, in a sense, pass the baton, but kind of like give us props and kind of say, man, y'all, y'all on to something. And we tried to let him go. Like you know, we don't want to hold you. He's like, no, nah, I'm. He stayed for two, like, two, three hours. He gave us all kind of crazy stories. Yeah. Just and, and for that, wow. that's when it was just like, all right, we got something. Yeah. At that point, he was like, all right, we made it. Like, that's it. What else is there? And then else to do? Like, that's Julio G just fuck with us. Julio like, what G you just mean? gave us the cosign. That's it. That that's all sweet. we needed. That's so at Talk that about point, a battery that 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 yeah. put the battery in the back, and, that, and that let us know, okay, we have a responsibility with this because we know what Julio has done and continues to do, right? And for us, we're like, okay, we're an extension of that. So we have a responsibility to keep that keep that going for, you know, the ecosystem out here. You know, and I look at it, artists. I didn't know until years later when we when we actually talked to Julio. Actually, he told us some wild shit that he had his strap with him. Because <laughs> he was like, I'm going. He didn't know us. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know, <laughs> he didn't know us. us like that. He just pulled up off the love. But he told us years later that he had his strap on him. And <laughs> what's funny is, I didn't know till years later is when when he when that was all going down and he we was like yo you know we don't want to take too much of your time he's like no nah, I'm enjoying myself like this shit would really remind me of K Day to you know what we was building and stuff like that that's what we are to certain people because we you wouldn't heard NWA if it wasn't for Julio G you wouldn't heard Easy E if it wasn't for Julio G you wouldn't heard that shit. E, Julio G was the first person to play Easy E on the radio. He was the first person to play NWA on the radio. He was the first person to play, I think, uh, Dre on the radio, if I'm not mistaken. He was the first person to play Glasses on the radio, J-Rock. Like, a lot of these people that we, TDE, all this shit, it's Julio. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Sure. We're that for certain people. Yeah. And so, I didn't I didn't look at it like that until we had, me, we had a, me and Julio had a conversation later on, and it was like, oh, shit. But Chuck is right. When we had that, that was one of the moments for me. And then the other moment, um, shout out to our manager, Salas, um, when Salas used to just pull up. Chuck invited him. He never left. So (laughs) (laughs) Chuck Chuck let him pull up. Nigga was going through some shit. (laughs) Yes, I guess he managed it. Ever. Why not? <laughs> yeah. pulled up like 2010, never left. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, um, shout out to yeah. South. <laughs> In all fairness, he, he provided a lot of the atmosphere because while my wife was cooking, he would do, he had this genius concept of providing the liquor for that. Because the thing is, it wasn't just, people don't understand, it wasn't just a show that we were having, it was an experience. And he was providing 
the, the, the atmosphere for the experience. So it would literally be us in one room interviewing the artists, but outside was way more popping because they would be playing games. They would be having, you know, girls it night. Was it was Thursday. just turned up Thursday <coughs> and Salas would take his meetings and provide the drink and just kind of, you know, make sure that the, the party was still going and it, and it led and it led for a great time. And not only that, even if we're talking about Twitter kind of first starting up, the conversations on social media yeah. were cracking after the fact. Like we can count on after the Thursday night of our show, Friday morning, it would just be nothing but people talking about their talking experience about home at home on radio. Yeah. 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 And that's how kind of word drifted off to certain people um, in different areas about what we were going to I, I need got, to pull up next we got, Thursday. We got, we got to pull, or, or we got to listen. You yeah. know what I mean? It was, and that that was a lot of um, the promotion promotion for us at the time. But it all started. You know, we talked shit about Salas, but it all started from him being able to kind of provide that environment for people to want to pull up and kind of know what was going on based off of you know creating the environment. And one night after after Homegrown, we go to Denny's, me and Salas. And we just sitting in there because Chuck would be drunk. I mean, he he, he was drunk Dizzle back in the day. He was drunk Dizzle. Okay. But he's six years. You six or seven? Seven. Seven years clean now. So shout out to Chuck. But, um, but yeah, Chuck would be drunk, passed out. So we locked the house up and everybody would just leave, right? So true story. One time, the Terrace Martin and Punch from TDE had to lock up my house accordingly. Like on everything I love. Real right? shit. I was I was gone. That was a thing. Like, all right, who gonna yeah, stay in lock up? Who gonna stay in lock up? I look back at it now, like you dumbass, your wife. Oh, your girl is sleeping in the room. room. Like, <laughs> yeah, Man. dog. Like it was fucked yeah. up. But wow. So anyway, one day uh, after we lock up, we go to Denny's. <laughs> after we lock up. After we locked up. <laughs> after we, we go to Denny's and um, we sitting there and Silas was like, so what are you, you know, what's y'all, try, what's the goal? Like, what you trying to do? And I'm just like. I want to be successful. He was like, nah, but like, what's the goal? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. At that time, I couldn't, I didn't, couldn't articulate with it. So um, he was like, well, let me tell you what I think. He said, I think you could be the biggest DJ on the West Coast. This was in 2011, 11, 12, 2012. He was like, I think you could be the biggest, this 10 years ago, 11 years ago. I, I think you could be the biggest DJ on the West Coast. I'm just like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, in these fellies fail and all these people and what you mean? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, nah, this, this, this. So we had a whole conversation. I won't dive into that, but he was like, and this is what I think you guys can do. Like you guys have the passion, but you don't have no direction. You don't have no game plan. You don't have infrastructure. So obviously like now our general manager, Sparkle, Salas brought her. Sparkle runs. She's the, the, the matriarch of homegrown radio. She, she runs everything. We don't, I don't interfere with that lady. I don't get to mess with her schedule. Whatever she say, go. Niggas be mad. It is what it is. But <laughs> um, you know, and just different things like that, bringing that infrastructure that we needed to take our shit to the next level. And so that, those two things were pivotal moments. I feel like that changed the trajectory of what we was doing. The importance, what you're talking about, the importance of one advocacy, but also two understanding that you need. To bring in people that need a team, bro. You need a team to help. You know, um, was that something hard for him? For me, hell yeah. Because yeah. I, I was the one that you got. I was the guy that hijacked the site to make sure that the you know our stream played. So on you our was website. that one to yourself. I was like, that one. I'm like, nah, I got it. I'm posting on the site. I'm booking the interview, blogging, writing the questions out. You know, nah, just pull up and play the music, dog. Don't, don't. I got the I got the interviews. I had to learn how to 
be a team player in that regards first, like not stepping over some, you know, things that he would say, let, let him get questions off. And then when, when Sparkle came in, learning how to, like, allow her to do certain things, delegate those responsibilities, like, yo, you got this. Okay, you're the one that's going to post. You're, you're the one that's going to maintain the, um, the chat room at the time or just make sure that people get in the, in, the, um, in the apartment, book the interviews. All right, you got the social media. Cool. It took a minute. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it took a minute. But when I did, I saw, I saw the response from it. And I'm like, that made me want to say, okay, y'all got this. So He's who's the hardest when, when it comes to, to, to the building up. He's the hardest to convert to do something that's unfamiliar or new. It took, him, it took him a long time for me to get him to do podcasts yeah. without music. I'm a radio baby. So, so it's like he want to hear the music. He want to hear the music bed and going into songs and yeah. shit. And I'm like, no, nah, let's just talk. Yeah. Let's just talk. Let's have a guy. He's like, what you mean? I'm like, nigga, <laughs> we can't play music on We'll get our shit flat. Yeah, I need the format and all that. Is, is it the change? Is change difficult being that was something from your upbringing, or is it that because you were always so hands-on and you were doing it yourself that relinquishing any of that feels like you're giving away of yourself? Like what? I think a, a, I think a little of both. A little of both. Um, I'm 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 more of I like routine. I like to know what's going on from the from the morning, and I get that from my mom, right? My mom is a very structured individual, so I got that coming up. It's like, all right, we're doing this at what time? At this, we're doing it here. This person's involved. So a lot of, a lot of that rubbed off into me, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a part of it. But then, you know, having to let go of it, it took a minute. And once, it started, once I started doing it and seeing the benefits of it, it was easy to say, okay, I got to shed that part of me in order to grow. Growth, man. For sure. Growth. It was hard, though, I'm not going to lie. And my shit is unorthodox. Single mom. I had a key when I was in the second grade. Like we just figure shit out on the fly. Like my mom would just come home and be like, "Hey, take." She give me a, ba- a bag of batteries from the nine cent store and a flashlight. Be like, you know, the electricity gonna be off till I get paid in ten days. And that was just it. Like it wasn't no like, oh my god. It was just matter of fact. So that's kind of like <clears throat> the background, the backstory where my, a lot of my personality comes from. It's all matter of fact. Like, hey, what you think about this record? Man, that shit's trash. What you mean? And then it's, it's Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, that, you don't know other ways. Yeah. Like, so I was. That's, that's not how I'm programmed. It wasn't structured like that. It was everything was just Tuesday. Everything. The car broke down. We had to leave it on the side of the road. We had to sleep in the car for two weeks. We had to couch hop for two. It's just it's Tuesday. So none of none of it to me is structured like that. It's all chaos and. It's like a controlled chaos in my brain. You know what's funny? As you say that, because my, I, you know, product of a broken home as well, you know, but my, I think, again, my mom did a good job at shielding me from the bullshit. So where there, where there was chaos, I never knew. It was like, oh, I knew every Saturday we was going to the movies to go see our favorite movie at the Hell time. No. I had, I had, I had a great, a great come up. You and know? he shamed me for not having cable. <laughs> on the radio, we was on the radio, he shamed <laughs> With that clip, remember when I called my mom and told on you? Talking about? I don't remember that. He said, well, I had cable growing up. <laughs> Look, I didn't have no fucking cable. You know what I'm saying? I, I said, yo, bad. I think it sounded a lot yeah. like us. It sounded a lot yeah. like us. Well, I'm the same way. Okay. I like structure. Mm-hmm. I like to know, like, what's, what's coming on? around the corner. I like to see 
fucking I I'd like to And it's in my mind. And he is like, no, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be what right. you mean it's gonna be I good. Got it. <laughs> Did you write it down? No, nah, it's, it's good. Straight, nah, straight, straight, you know? Yeah. And and I think but hearing what you said mm-hmm. is is something that I have to learn how work to. on. And I was actually praying about it this morning <laughs> on yeah. the plane. Mm-hmm. Like, let me open myself up to not get so like riled up. Because if I don't see, if I don't have the, the sequence of what the hell is going I love on. You, bro. Hold on, I'm going to push back. <laughs> no, wait, back. wait, wait. No, no, no. Hold on, let him get his shit off. Go ahead and say what Get it off. Wait up, You said his prayers. He said his prayers. Go ahead. You said. What? No, no, I'm going to say. what I mean. No, I agree. You can't pull it together. So I'm more of, listen, I, it's funny because I have the same sort of what you're saying, the chaos, right? And because of the chaos, you're kind of, not kind of, you're just getting up like, I got to do what I got to do. Right. That's it's not. It, level. It, 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 it's almost it like. No matter how you feel. It's, 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 it's almost like if you hooped, right? It's like, it don't matter or whatever. I just know we got to go hoop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's no, that's no, that doesn't make it now because. The other part that, that you guys hinted to earlier was the teamwork part. So now as, and we've been a team, but as we are now even more invested in one another, because this is a real investment, it's, it behooves both of us to listen to each other. And like, I knew like, uh, so prior to the end of last year, it wasn't like, this is my brother, but we were, you know, it was just like, Sometimes I know he was like, motherfucker. And I was like, man, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I can't have you always, you always, and I'm always, you know what I mean? You think I'm nonchalant and don't care. That's not it at all. I just. It's Tuesday. It's, man. <laughs> Tuesday like a month. It's, it's, it's Tuesday, man. So, the plane is going down. So, okay, we've established that. How are we going to survive this right. motherfucker? That's what I'm worried about. And Niggas he, is worried and, about the plane going there. Fuck but, the plane. What we going to do? But it, but it's it's now it's it's uh I, I this this is this is an amazing moment. Like sitting with y'all. This is an amazing moment. Like this is going to help us so much and this is why these things need to happen. Cuz you guys are, you know, y'all 15 years, but but also not only friends, but y'all are like 10 to 15 years with homegrown radio and so like while you're asking me about the second kid i'm listening to you about wow this is what it's going to take for the partnership to grow and we're going to have these moments so are there moments where y'all have had where y'all like haven't talked to each other for a couple of weeks or had any kind of falling out you got you had to have something i'm gonna be be perfectly honest no but it got it got it the, the closest moment that we had was the reason why I stopped drinking. We were, you know, he, he's known that I like to drink all these years. It's just whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it got to the point where we had just got hired at real. You know, imagine we're talking about all these stories about the apartment. <clears throat> we're playing, we're playing, right? We're just playtime. Mm-hmm. We get hired at real. When he gets hired at real, gets me in the door, and now homegrown is on real 92.3. And game time. Game time. Game time. We're not, this ain't practice no more. This is game time. I'm still, man, but I like, you know, I like to, you know, have a good time. It, it helps me with the interviews. I mean, just 
brace the ice, all these excuses at the time, right? And there was one day where we're on air and I'm leaving. <laughs> Shout out to Quiz. I was leaving one of his release parties or whatever. He was doing something at the time. I'm leaving there, going to the station, drunk. I don't know that I'm drunk. I'm thinking I just had a couple sips. I'm cool. I had two cups before I left. I'm straight. And he's telling me that I'm slurring on air. You're telling him that. Oh, I was hot. He was pissed. I was hot. But this is head, man. You just, man, you square, you don't drink. Like, I get it. Like, <laughs> coming from a square myself. But I'm just like, you don't drink, eh, you know, whatever. Like, you don't, I know my limit. I'm good. Not realizing as I'm getting older, my, my tolerance is changing. So before we're back at the, back at the, the apartment, go. Oh, I could knock down a couple bottles. We good. Over here, a couple drinks, you getting drunk dizzle. So I'm on the air. Drunk dizzle drunk. on the air. He turning the mic on during songs and shit. He don't remember this shit. He turning the mic on during songs. I don't think he's exaggerating. No, but no. However, 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 <laughs> he's he's getting upset. That and Got that's it. one of the closest moments that I saw him kind of like a little irritated in 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 not a DJ, typical DJ head irritated mode, right? So again, fast forward, we we get off air, we good. Like I get home safe. He just pulls up on me. Out of nowhere. Now he lives in the valley. This is the next day. The next day. Okay. He lives in the valley. I live in Carson. I'm cool. You still just, live in CR, sir? Yep. Oh, okay. Still in He's Carson. Yeah. Still in Carson. He pulls up on me just randomly. The fuck, fuck you doing here? What's up? What's up? And again, head is head, so I'm just thinking he just being him. So yeah. So what's up? What we doing? What you mean? What's your problem, dog? Fuck you mean my problem? Like you head, come on, what you doing? He's like, nah, man, you, we gotta figure this out. Why, why, why do you have a drinking problem? Flat out, I'm like, oh shit. Now I've stopped drinking a couple times and I've, you know, fell back on a wagon. But it was always okay. I'm gonna just stop. I'm gonna cool out for a little bit. But every time I would go back, it would get a little more intense. And just for the sake of the conversation, to let you know how extreme it was, I didn't had a DUI before. I didn't sideswipe cards before. I done, done some extreme shit that I'm not proud of, right? So here we are to this moment. I'm thinking like, in the back of my mind, I know it's kind of a big deal, but I'm like, whatever. He's like, look, bro, be honest. I can't protect you no more. Like, if some shit goes down at the station, this is your warning, dog. I can't, I can't protect you. What if we get fired? Like, my hands up. We got so much that's going on right now with homegrown. You got so many people that's looking at you right now. You're, you're being an example to a lot of people. And we just got our foot in the door over here. And you just want to fuck the opportunity off over this. That's when I was like, I got to have that inner look and really feel like, what, what am I dealing with? You know, and those are the tough questions I had to ask myself to say, okay, why are you picking this up? What, what, what are you trying to hide from? Um, and Ever since then, I, 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 that was my, my last drink was that night at Quiz's party, seven years ago. He went, to his credit, though, he went cold turkey, right? And so, and I told him, and I was like, look, because I basically made it clear, like, it's either this or that, right? I'm out. I'm not fucking with nothing, homegrown, whatever. It, it's all over, right? Because you're not going to be here long enough to, live, to fuck with it anyway. You know what I'm saying? So that was my whole thing. And then the other thing is just like, just fuck the biz as a friend. Like, nigga, you're going you gonna to die. If at some point, you're not going to get lucky. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, <clears throat> where, I, where I was coming from was um, 
if we if we're gonna do this, like let's do this. And then to his credit, I told him, I'm like, look, if you if you stop, like nigga, we got your back. Like it's not just you. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I think what's even crazier to his credit is after he stopped drinking, turned up. he went through the most shit he's ever been through in his life. Like internally, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with everything. And he had a baby on the way and then this and they start cutting his hours and fucking. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Every reason that I had to drink at the time. Oh, they gave it to like, me. But yeah. I felt like that was a universe. Like, what you going to do, nigga? Yeah. It's right here. Like, what you going to do? You know what I mean? And, yeah. he, and he didn't do it. And so Dope. to his credit, like that's to me, that was some man shit. For, for anybody that 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 is kind of struggling, one thing that helped me, I made a note on my phone. And I, I listed everything. I listed my relationship with my wife. I listed homegrown. I, list, I listed all of the things that I had to risk to lose. If, and I made it an by extreme. By continuing a by, certain behavior. By taking one sip. Yeah. I didn't even, because for me in my head, I was like, okay, slowing down. I could probably slow down and not drink as much. I said, no, no, no. One sip, you lose everything. Is it worth it? Hell, of course. When you say that a lot, hell no, it's not worth it. But every time I got tempted, look back at the list. And for the people that don't know, like, because me and wifey, she's the closest to me. She already sees these things. She was the one that literally, when I was getting arrested for a DUI, she happened to be pulling up on the street while I was going on and saved me from getting my car towed at the time. Like, universe crazy, right? God crazy. So she sees these moments. So... For her, like me, me have like I saw so I list those things, my relationship, my, you know, my wife, you know, these are the things that I, I, I risk losing if I decide to take another drink. I mean, harming yourself, harming somebody else, God forbid, like all of these things I had to put down and really face the, the those harsh realities of these things. If I lost every single thing now, not being on the radio, which is one of the, my biggest goals, like you mean to tell me you, you get you, you worked your ass off to get to this point and you ready to. You ready you're to here. throw and it? You just ready to throw it all away? Yeah. For that? Hell no, it's not worth it. And I'm one of the biggest. At the time, I was one of the biggest drinkers. Nah, it ain't worth it. And again, to his credit, he he kind of made me face myself in a way that I wasn't able to at, at the time. You know what I mean? Um, but we didn't have no big falling out. It was just as simple as, "Hey, bro, look." And that's love. That's, that's real, real love. love. That's real love. Yo, you know what I mean? So like, when, if anybody ever tells me, and we, again, we joke all the time, they can call him an asshole, they can say all these things about him, they can, whatever, but that's just one of those things I'm like, you can't tell me about my, about my dude right here because he'll take the shirt off his back for you. He'll, 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 he'll show you his love in different ways, and that's what I'm proud to see over the years when, when, I, when we go back to that conversation. Yeah, like, you're accountable. Yeah, you can couldn't on. hold yourself for sure. Yeah, that's that's true brotherhood and like the camarader camaraderie. A lot, a lot of people don't have that, you know what I mean? And it's that's it's dope. needed, man. Like his 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 family, his family like it's his girl's like ninetieth, his his her her, her grandmother's ninetieth birthday is coming mm -hmm. up, and like he di he didn't even know probably like them sending me the invitation like yeah you coming to her ninetieth? I'm like yo. Cause she, I know what she means to the family. She's right. a matriarch, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm going to the party. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm touched. Yeah. Like, cause it means a lot. Cause it's also as him, and yeah. you know what I mean. The way that we have fallen into each other's lives. I was gonna say something to you also. One of the, the about head. So we know how you know he's blunt. Brash. 
<laughs> I told him, I texted him this. I was like, yo, so I saw a head somewhere and I was telling him about the podcast and I think we had just maybe filmed one thing and I showed it to him and he was like, yeah, I wanted to hate it, but it's dope. <laughs> he was like, it's too dope. It's, it's like, it's like a real, it's, it's dope. Yeah. And I was like, I'll, yo, we on the song. I'm no, not even that, not like, cause my confidence was high anyway, but the fact that he was, <laughs> so, I was like, yo, cause this motherfucker don't like nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, he was, he was just like, nah, he was like, I wanted to, it's, it's dope. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. It's dope. I can't, I can't and I was like, it. oh shit, you want to be on the show at one point? And so from then we've been trying to like reel, reel it in and we've seen each other. But I think that, I, I think. I, in, in, in my defense, right? <laughs> in, my defense. in my defense, I come from a family of fucked up people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My grandma had just passed recipes. Yeah. My grandma was the worst. She was ugly. Like, when it comes to, like, our brutal honesty, like, she would tell you some wild shit. Like, you, you know, you, you know you ugly as a motherfucker, right? <laughs> like, just, no, just, but, but it's Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, you know, just... And just going about her day, like like she didn't just like all the confidence you've been in the gym and all that gone, gone. right? <laughs> erased. So erased. Gone. I'm actually the lightweight in my family. That's, That's what people don't understand. My mom, she used to be ruthless. Now she got soft as she got older. You know what I'm saying? My mom's soft now. She she love everything, want to hug everybody and shit. But like as, like. My family kind of toxic a little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> toxic. And, and so my love language is talking shit. And the more shit I talk to people, usually the more I fuck with them. Like him, we be oh, killing yeah. him Good and shit. his son yep. and his wife. Oh, and the, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ain't we, nobody off limits. Nah, man. I would read you the text message, but <laughs> oh no, ain't nobody off limits. They got I used to do this morning. thing called roast room at the radio station where I get on Instagram live and be like, yo, who want to step, step in the roast room? And then, you know, people think they got jokes or I'll take them live and we just shoot, we just go roast each other. But see, I, what I do is like, I don't fight fair. So like, I, what I'll do is I'll go to your face, I'll find your Facebook and go find your your aunties right. and your uncles and your little your little sister with the with a disability. Like, cause no, that's how we get out where I, bro, I'm from the east side. We don't, none of that shit matter. Your mom in the hospital, nigga, that's, you know, it's a Tuesday. that's fair game. <laughs> you said line them up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't, so it's, it's very, I've adjusted, like you said, the involvement, right? Mm-hmm. I appreciate the, the words, but I'm just saying, I've gotten to a place now where I'm, this is, this is. Tame. This is tame, DJ Head. <laughs> in real life, like, Silas say all the time, like, nigga, I polished this nigga up for y'all. Because I was <laughs> bro, I was a different type of. It was bad, bro. Go look up DJ Head prior to what? Two thousand. They don't exist. <laughs> Two thousand on Twitter. They don't exist. Before scrubbing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shout out to tweetdeleter.com. I don't know who started that website, but if you are coming up in this business and you got a skeptical past, tweetdeleter.com. Best nine ninety nine I ever spent. This is not an ad. Bro. I started my Twitter. I started my Twitter two thousand eight, but I don't have no tweets between two thousand eight two thousand fourteen. All of them gone. And you can search keywords. <laughs> you could type in your name, type in a keyword, and delete all the tweets at once. That's Nigga, all that shit gone. Because history. Twitter wasn't real when we was coming up. It yeah, was a group chat. It was, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, bro, like all that, man, listen, hey, 
Yeah, if you find some sh- only thing that people can come get me now for is the shit I said after where I knew better and everything I say I stand on except for some of that on homegrown shit. We got to still scrub that <laughs> some homegrown shit. We got to go. Through. All right, but look, we got to right, go. Through. Yeah. We just talked about that. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> we got to get get rid of some of that shit. <laughs> Crazy question. Um, music. How you feel about the state of where music is right now? And not, I'm not the young guys versus the old guys or whatever, just in general as people that has been in the game for so long, fans of the music, pioneers. Because y'all are fans first. We we all fans first. Even as an A&R, like, I was like, I didn't, the money, I didn't even, I'm I'm a fan of music. I wanted to identify talent early and get it to where it needed to be, position it great, and hopefully have what we would call a, 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 a box set career I want I want I want you to have a box set the greatest hits I'm gonna let him go cuz he nicer than I am no, I mean I'm 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 hopeful for um, the artists that are coming up I'm hopeful what's out there right now because it's a possibility like we're in the age now technology kind of rules the world so somebody in their bedroom can literally be the next superstar I like that where some people may say man was is diluting the quality of it I love the opportunity that 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 brings you know um, so I'm hopeful for it. I, I love that side of it, but you know, there are other sides where it's just like, okay. But for me, I feel like that artist that you're looking for, that somebody wants to complain about, all you have to do is find them. It may not be in the mainstream sense in, in this world or whatever. Yep. They're, 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 they exist, and it's easier to find them today than they have been prior. There's so, an artist for you, yeah. no matter what you're into. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the state of music in total, I think it's in a good place. I think the, the playing field has been leveled, and the barrier to entry has been more, you know, easier, but I think that it's still harder because everybody's competing for exposure and eyeballs. Attention is the new currency. Yeah. So because attention is the new currency, it kind of makes it more difficult because at that, like, you got to think when we were coming up, we were being either fed or force fed what we're supposed to listen to, what we're supposed to watch, what we're supposed to consume, music videos, TRL, when I'll see some park, whatever, right? Now I can just go on my phone and look at whatever the fuck I want to look at, right? So now it's how do you get to the people? And I think that a lot of times the people that are in power who control the money don't have the vision of don't they don't they don't speak to the ground level individuals. And what I mean by that is if I'm a, if I'm an artist and I'm putting my music on on DSPs, right? Um, Spotify, Apple Music, shit like that, right? If I'm putting my my music on a distribution service, you're no different than Drake, you're no different than Nicki Minaj, but you're also no different than a Stevie Crooks or a Terrace Martin or any of these artists, right? So how do people find you? Mm. Through playlisting, through ads, it's kind of the same thing. They've taken something that was supposed to be level and then now made it to where it's still the same shit over and over again. So I think that the music industry in total is gonna continue to be disrupted and revolutionized through technology on a yearly basis, not even five, no more, 10. It's a yearly basis at this point. I just found out about uh, this service where people are a lot, like even Russ just did it, I think. I think Russ just um, was doing, Russ is very disruptive, I love Russ. Um, But I like the fact that artists are kind of taking their power in their own hands and like, hey, no, I have fans. I I could do hard tickets. Russ sold out the Stable Center by himself. No opening acts, no nothing, right? That's crazy being the fact that he's not from here and he's not a mainstream artist. I mean, mainstream when it comes to yeah. a major label, right? Always on the radio, blah, blah, blah. Facts. Yeah, yeah. So 
You got you love, love Russell too. La Russell, shout out to La Russell. Great example. I love La Russell. Love. I think that what these artists are doing is very disruptive, and it's going to continue to be that way until these these people in power, these structures, and these control systems get with the get with the program. Mm -hmm. They need to understand that one, you're not needed. Number two, the only thing that that separates you from everybody else is you have resources and money. Yeah. That's it, because we are the sauce. The people, the artists, you're the sauce. And the way well created. We are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We control the cool. We control what's dope. We control the narrative. And all you do is amplify our voice. Now, how do you plan on participating in, in what's going to happen, right? So I just found out about this thing where artists can sell basically equity in their songs to, to their fans. And in turn, as you as a song blows up, you make money like a stock, right? I don't want to say what the name of the shit is, but it's some shit out there where you can literally buy into a song and invest into music, right? Like stocks. So like if YG dropped this new record right here, you can now own a piece of that record. And then as it blows up, you make money in royalties and back end. Yeah. That's gonna, that's a whole nother shit. Then there's other thing that I can't speak on that Amazon Music is doing. And other thing, other, all these disrupt, disruptive things are gonna make the music industry reinvent itself over and over and over again, and it's only going to benefit the artists. I if, if you know how to take advantage of I, it. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think the only thing that I'm in a little bit of, uh, I'm not so optimistic about, is the people that continue to remain in power. Yeah. Right? So, like, you, because you, you got a lot of, you look at the record companies, you know what I mean? Shit look like the NFL. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like, you don't have to sign a deal. No, no, but, uh, and I, I get that. But what I'm saying is, in terms of even um, having the opportunity to, like I said, it, it, we talk about it, the people in the hierarchy in the offices, right? We're not talking about just the deal making or whatever. We're talking about generational wealth. Facts. The people in, the, in, in these seats are blocking generational wealth from happening. That's true. Through lack of education, and through fair business practice. I'm going to push back on that. That's not necessarily true. In terms of what? Because education now is subjective. Education is in your pocket. If you on shade room all day, that's on you. Because yeah. you can be on, you can be learning, you can be on earn your leisure. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, can't yeah, be on yeah. the, I, I, on my way over here, I'm listening to Bigger Pockets podcast. I'm listening to, you know, Money Market, Money Mon uh, Market Mondays. I'm listening to all these different things. I'm listening to uh, Rich Dad. I'm listening to. When I say lack of education, though, I'm more speaking about if you, like, like you shared, right? You got a 17-year-old kid yeah. who makes a video or makes a record, goes on SoundCloud or whatever happens, and it goes viral. Immediately, that kid's got to assemble a team. Facts. And, and, it, and, it, and it, it, it don't take long for so-and-so, the manager who's, you know, an analytic guy, he's calling out. Somebody's getting the, like, hey, we're going to drop you a car and blah, 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 blah. And before anything, already the, the, level, the education has been, it's been taken away. But see, I disagree because the onus is not on them. We've never been in a position where we've never been educated by them properly. When I say them, I'm talking about everybody. The music industry, the entertainment business, schools, churches. Oh, yeah. We've never been properly educated by anybody. Oh, yeah. When I was growing up, the food pyramid was a thing. It was a fucking pyramid that told me to eat seven servings of bread a day. 
That's insane. Five servings of milk a day. That's fucking crazy. Right? Exactly. We've never been properly educated by anybody. So the onus is on us as a community. You, you, him, me. We need to teach our people shit. We need to share the information. We need to share the game. And that's why I be, shout out to Ab So. He told me to stop giving the game away. But you have to. Because if, if you don't, predatorial things like that will happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The only reason why you know that you should not cross the street without looking both ways is because you were taught that either through lesson or through experience. Yep. yep. So that either, and, and shout out to um, Glasses, he used to tell me that. He's like, if you don't, he said, you, if, life, if you don't learn this lesson, life's going to teach you this lesson. Life's going to life. You, life's gonna life. life is going to life, bro. And so I think the onus is on us. They, when I, I'm saying they, I'm talking about all of them. They are never going to properly educate us because they never, never have. Ne- yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would they? Athletes, lawyers, it, they've never properly educated us, right? So that being said, it's on us to educate each- ourselves. Because the education is out there. Yeah. And so when get you it. get, like I said, when you get on your phone and you on Instagram and you looking at the bad bitches and this and that and that, it's other shit you could be look- looking at and learning. Now, don't be mad at the record label because you did an 80-20 deal and all of the money come off your split. You should have been on a website looking that up. Period. I don't, I don't, I hate that. I don't like that narrative, like, especially when artists pick a fight with their label. Like, oh, the label, fuck me. They won't let me off. This, you signed the deal. You did that to yourself. You didn't have to take, them, take this money. You know what I'm saying? Kanye was doing all that shit. I, people always do all that after the fact. After, you no, wasn't I, saying nothing when you was buying your Pele Pele and... Doing all of the weird he shit you. Pele, Pele. That's what he said he did when he got his money. No, I'm yeah. just saying. The so I'm just, I'm just saying like. Cheers to the rocks. Yeah, like <laughs> no, you wasn't doing it when you was buying shit and doing all of you shopping and all that. You wasn't complaining. You complaining now because you know, but you should have knew, or you should have had you somebody around that did know, or you should blame the people who didn't tell you. But other than that, you took the money. And another thing I'm going to say to artists, if you're not ready to play the music industry game, if you're not ready to make hit records, do not sign a record deal. Don't, period. At all. If you're not ready to make hit records, hit records, not what you think is dope, not you lyrically amazing, not what your homies think is fire. If you're not make, ready to make top 40 records that's going to compete with Rihanna, Beyonce, and all these other people, do not sign a record deal. Stay independent. Stay independent and drop your shit, play a catalog game, and drop every five every five months like G Perico do or whatever. And be a young boy. Build your own shit because if you sign that deal, you're going to be mad in eight months. And the blueprint is there now. And that's, that's, that's why Russ, I said hopeful. Yeah. Russell, NBA young boy, there's, there's a lot of these young cats that have taken what the Jays and like, a lot of the artists from our and really expanded on that even further. So again, the education is there, the blueprint is there, but again, people don't want to put in the work. People, people don't, don't want to know, read. bro. That's people don't want to be. This the elephant you know? in the room that Malik is not addressing. Niggas gon' nig. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first chapter. My show is out. My show is the first chapter of the That's book. That's the first chapter of the book I'm writing right now. That's literally the first chapter of my book that I'm writing. It's called Niggas is Gonna Nig. <laughs> because at the end of the day, niggas is trying to escape their reality, not construct it. It's a lot of layers to that. Facts. It's a lot of layers. I stand it. on it. I understand, but it, it is a lot of layers, and that's a sound bite that could be taken. I don't care how people take it. I know, but it could they be misinterpreted. They, they could mis- misinterpret it. Facts. And the people who misinterpreted, I have no interest in talking to you. 
See, I'm, I'm the, 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 I love that you stand on. No, I get it. Yeah. So the thing is, and just so y'all know, uh, and your, your viewers know, a key to my personality is I say very salacious things intentionally. I know exactly what I'm saying, but I actually, there's always fact root. My, 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 my thoughts and opinions are always rooted in fact, but I say them in a salacious way to weed out the, 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 the thin out the herd a little bit. So if I say some wild shit like, um, you know, the divorce rate in this country went up because women got the right to vote. That was that was sound crazy. That's a headline. Oh my God, he's misogynistic. I'm not interested in talking to them people. I want to talk to people who be like, well, explain what you mean by that. Those are the people who are open-minded enough to understand other perspectives, and therefore I want to have a conversation or a dialogue with those people. Everybody else who just, oh my God, he said this, fuck out of here. Real talk. Jalen said that right. The truth. Real talk. The truth. The is, truth isn't as is uh, sexy as when they perpetuating <laughs> some other shit. Yeah. Yo, listen, man. I, I'm, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm I'm super thankful that uh, that y'all came on. This is good. You know man. what I mean? Like sitting down with y'all. I, I hope we can do it again. For sure. We should come. Can we come on home, Grown? Come pull up. up. Definitely pull up. Pull up. Um, again, thank you. Uh, like super advocacy is everything. We we talk about that on this show all the time. Advocacy. Like without it, we don't we can't create a different reality because the advocacy allows us to like, okay, let me put him in this room. He, he'd be, you know, he'll, he'll do well in that room. And then he brings it around. And then, you know what I mean? Like head is specifically for something. Or part of, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying you're specific. I get it, Chief yeah. is specifically, I'm specifically, but it then collectively we've been, we've covered everything. Right. And then we go and we educate and we again community, and and then and then we have what you know a robust, robust generational wealth and robust just period because that's that's what that's that's the space I feel like we have to we have to be in going forward. Nothing else is acceptable. I feel like that's that's all rooted in bringing it back full circle, being homegrown, and that that's what our platform has always been about. So I, I love that. Again, the meeting of the minds, we can we can do this. And so I look forward to future conversations, man. And y'all continuing to build. And Thank salute you. to y'all. Salute to the team. This is a big deal. Like, Thank I you. know y'all know, but this is a, this is an amazing opportunity that y'all are Huge. doing, man, for sure. So this, wasn't a, this did salute. not always exist for us. So yeah. don't Thank take you. it for granted. That's how I look at it. We're going to keep going. Yeah. We got to. Sweet <laughs> life yeah. with the pioneers, I man. The pioneers. I want to uh, give y'all flowers, man. Just much respect, admiration. Thank you. Um, you know, looking forward to continue to watch you guys grow even more. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about all this, and I'm just appreciative that you guys would come spend some time with us, man. So, uh, very much love, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all for sure. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, Chief, Malika Sheed, Sweet Life. Appreciate y'all. West Coast. <laughs>
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.